Welcome and thank you for joining us for the NABIP Healthcare Happy Hour, the official podcast of the National Association of Benefits and Insurance Professionals. Before we begin, please take a moment to subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. The podcast is distributed on these platforms every Friday and is included in NABIP's weekly member-exclusive health policy newsletter, The Washington Update, giving you a head start on your healthcare happy hour. Welcome back to the Healthcare Happy Hour. We are recording live at the Hyatt Regency on Capitol Hill, here in Washington, D.C., on the last day of NABIP's 2023 Capitol Conference, where hundreds of benefits and insurance professionals showed up to make their voices heard. Today, Marcy and I are joined by Legislative Council Vice Chair Greg Stansel, who also served as this year's CapCon chairperson, to discuss the event. So, how's everyone feeling? We're feeling great. This has been an amazing event. We were so lucky to be joined by so many guests from the administration and other folks in our industry that we work really closely with. And I've just heard some amazing feedback already on some of the Hill visits that our NABIT members have done. Yeah, when I, when I walked out on the stage and saw the room full of people, especially after the last couple of years of kind of a, a hybrid event and then a virtual event the year before, to see that room so full of people it was absolutely amazing. The energy was high. We heard just great feedback from anything from the breakout sessions to the keynote to all the speakers that we had on day two. And yes, yeah, some great feedback from the Hill visits as well. So before we get into the details of the events of the conference here at the hotel, Sunday night kicked things off with Nabib Pack's 80s party. Did y'all enjoy that? It was totally tubular. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dan, I would say that Wig mistakes were made, right? There were some bright clothes, but I think people owned them, and uh, it ended up being a, a very enjoyable night. I think even our own John Green, yes, uh, you know, took the stage and showed some of his prowess, and I think that was awesome. But it was a really good time, a really good night to celebrate the pack. Now let's briefly recap the events of the conference, starting with the general session on Monday, February twenty seventh. Obviously, this was our first CAPCON since we changed our name to the National Association of Benefits and Insurance Professionals. So was this acknowledged during the morning? Yes, it was, Dan. So Monday morning was really all about us and talking about our name change, talking about how we identify, and then talking about the federal priorities that we were going to go to the Hill with. And Greg, you were on a panel with another one of our members, Kevin Choki, who was the chair of our task force for the name change. And then y'all were joined by Andrew McKechnie from Tiber Creek, which is our lobbying group, and Tom Dunn from Narrative Strategies, which was the PR firm who did our rebranding. What did you take away from being on that panel and talking with them? Yeah, I thought it was great because it, it really gave us the opportunity to sort of walk our members through sort of step by step what they needed to think about as they went to those meetings on the Hill. It was very interesting that Tiber Creek had done a name change as well and it had to reintroduce themselves on Capitol Hill. So I thought Andrew had some really good insights as to how when we, when we set these meetings, when we go in and we're having the meetings with legislators, with their aides, some of the things that we can say to them and explain to them, but not to spend too much time you know, on just the name, but say, you know, make sure that it's clear that our priorities uh, haven't changed. 
I also thought it was really cool that we had uh, our president, Kelly Fristo, and president-elect Eric Kohlsdorf sort of do a reveal of the name uh, on the front of the podium, just sort of making that transition from NAHU to NABIP. As you mentioned, we did cover our federal priorities and hosted a legislative forum where folks could ask questions about those priorities. But we covered our federal priorities in a recent podcast. So if folks are interested in learning more about those, they can listen to the February 10th edition of the Healthcare Happy Hour. So also on Monday afternoon, we had our keynote speaker, Gianno Caldwell, who really fired up attendees with a great keynote address. So what was your favorite part about Gianno's address? Gianno's got a great story. Grew up on the south side of Chicago in some really difficult circumstances and decided he wanted to get into local politics and uh, kind of worked his way through the system, wound up working at Social Security, and now actually owns his own sort of consulting and lobbying firm. And it was really neat to hear Gianno's story and how he's worked in really deliberate and really specific ways to work on, you know, across both sides of the aisle and create some bipartisan consensus and, and bipartisan legislation to get some things done that's been really important to him uh, and to his clients. And I think it's, it's really important for our members to understand how to do that because all the things that we're working on, all our priorities, really need to be bipartisan priorities. Uh, so it was great to hear his story, just a, a great story from an individual, but he also had some really relevant information as to how we can follow in his footsteps and really help create some bipartisan legislation to accomplish our priorities. And especially focusing on the importance of advocacy and that your voice matters and telling that story and how to tell your story to members of Congress in a way that really pushes the needle to get them to try to find consensus across the aisle to, to get things done. I also loved that so many of our members already followed him on social media and watch him on Fox News and were excited to see him in person. And he offered to stay for a few pictures and ended up being just the the line was so long it was they were still taking pictures 30 minutes later when we needed the room for a breakout so just an overwhelming response from our members so we're really pleased to have him and of course we have offered to be a resource for him as he works in the news media for any stories he might have on health insurance issues so looking forward to hopefully having a continued partnership with him so now let's get into our breakout sessions We had six breakout sessions total this year. Let's start by discussing the first three sessions of the afternoon. So could you talk a little bit about them? Sure. So the the first round of breakouts, we had a Medicare session, which included a panel of our own John Green from NABIP staff, along with Danielle Roberts and Mike Smith and Dwayne McFerrin from the Medicare Advisory Group. And they were talking about what we as at NABIP have been doing when it comes to our advocacy for Medicare issues and specifically with the recent Medicare marketing rules, round one and round two that we're in the midst of now, and what NABIP is doing to advocate on behalf of the Medicare agents and brokers and and how we can elevate our status and stakeholder status with CMS when it comes to those rules. Also in the first round of breakout sessions, we had Amber Rivers from the Department of Labor, and she was here talking about the different transparency issues from the CAA and specifically the prescription drugs, the RxDC reporting, some of the other reporting with plan sponsors having to report the machine-readable files for in-network and out-of-network costs. 
You guys know all of those really fun things that we've been putting into place over the past year and um, was bringing a message of what to expect over the coming months, especially with some of the rules that were in the midst of uh, good faith effort implementation. And I think we could see some, some more guidance coming out is what uh, we, we could read between the lines to get from her. And then lastly, we had a breakout session for that first grouping that was with Faith Borges and Lauren Crawford Shaver. Faith is the lobbyist from the KHIP chapter in California and has, has been working with them for years. Lauren Crawford Shaver is with the Partnership for America's Healthcare Future, which is the coalition we're a member of that fights public option and single payer, not just federally, but in all the states. So it was interesting to hear their perspectives. Faith, who has seen just a number of iterations of single-payer bills introduced in California from, from a true single-payer to Medicaid expansion efforts to universal financing and all sorts of different things, and then weaving that in with what Lauren is seeing across the country. So all in all, a really great round for those first breakout sessions. I got some really great feedback on the breakout sessions. I actually found myself in an Uber last night between two of our Medicare agent members, and uh, they just talked about how cool it was to have you know a Medicare session in each breakout and how much they got from those sessions, how much they were going to be able to go take back and help their customers. So they were very grateful that we had a Medicare session in each time. And I know in Amber's session, it was standing room only because mm-hmm. a lot of our members have, have had a lot of heartburn around some of these prescription drug reporting requirements and things like that. So it was awesome to have somebody from the DOL here you know, really able to talk through some of those things. And I know our members asked some tough questions and she was right there and kind of owned it. And And I think at the end of the day, it was really great to your point, Marcy, that uh, I think our members walked out of there being able to sleep at night, kind of knowing that there's some some help on the way. And uh, she really she really stepped up to the plate, Greg, because a lot of times when we get speakers from the administration, they have to stick very closely to a script and have their slides approved. And it can be a little dry, but Amber said, I'm not coming with slides. She had to go through a clearance approval, but she got clearance to come and just have an open session, which is really unusual. So I'm really glad that we were able to provide that for our members. Yeah, it was awesome. And then obviously the state public option is something high on our our priority list. We've got our our state public option working group. I talked to the uh, leader of that group, Mike Wojcik, and he said it was just an absolutely awesome session. People really were fired up when they were walking out of there that, you know, we've got a lot of work to do to sort of combat that in the future. So after those sessions, we had three more fantastic and informative sessions, beginning with, as Greg mentioned, a second Medicare breakout session. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. The second Medicare session was with some Hill staffers that are working on a number of different Medicare issues. And so they were able to have a a panel in front of us. So getting to see Hill staffers interact is always kind of a great exhibit. We were able to talk and go back and forth on some of our issues like COBRA's medical coverage, observation status, creating a Part D OEP, and then, of course, our really large issue with the Medicare marketing rules and the recording requirements for agents and brokers. And then in the room next door, both of them standing room only, Paul Roberts gave a taste of his class, the ACA and Beyond, which is the updated ACA certification course. He had 45 minutes, so he hit the highlights of some of the changes that we've seen over the past couple of years. But we do have a full course that is a certification level that does come with CE. So I'd encourage you guys to check that out. 
Paula is just an excellent speaker, very dynamic. You can't help but have fun while you're learning. So I would really, really highly encourage you to, to enroll in that certification course. And then those breakout sessions were rounded out by James Gelfand, who is the CEO for ERIC, which is the ERISA Industry Committee. And he went into some of the dirtier details is what we called it, but really getting into the weeds on things like some of our issues with shifting costs to employers for in-stage renal disease, employer reporting, site-neutral payments, and protecting employers, once again, from some penalties that some provisions in, in Congress are seeking to put in place to penalize employers for non-compliance with mental health parity for network adequacy provisions, which, as we discussed in our federal priorities, is just really inappropriate since employers don't have uh, control over those networks. So penalizing them just doesn't make sense. But James Gelfand is the wonkiest of wonks. So we were very happy to have him. Actually uh, snuck into Paul's presentation on the ACA and beyond, and it was absolutely fabulous. I tell you, there, there's not a better communicator, I think, in NABIT membership than Paul Roberts. So he probably consolidated about an hour and a half into the 40 minutes he had. And I think everybody that walked out of there was, was hungry for more. So, And I know some people even told us that they're absolutely planning to sign up for that ACA and beyond certification and take the full course. So definitely would encourage folks to look into that. He does an awesome, awesome job. On Tuesday morning, we had several more amazing speakers that addressed the NABIP membership, beginning with Senator Mike Rounds of South Dakota. So as most of our, our listeners are probably aware, Senator Rounds introduced Senate Bill 5149 that would exclude independent agents and brokers from the marketing call recording requirements that's in that Medicare marketing rule. So obviously we were really thrilled to have him and be able to speak to the membership. And he obviously talked a little bit about that and really tried to prepare them for going out on the Hill the next couple of days to really be able to articulate to the legislators exactly who they are and why these type of onerous requirements shouldn't apply to brokers and agents and those that are in our membership. I thought he did a great job getting people fired up to go out on the Hill. And it was great to hear that kind of support on the senatorial level of what agents and brokers do in the Medicare Advantage space. The service you provide to beneficiaries, recognizing that it's a, a year-long relationship that you have every plan year. Um, it's not just at the point of sale and that protecting you all and, and your industry is the key to protecting those beneficiaries. So after Senator Rounds, we heard from John Blum, Principal Deputy Administrator and COO of CMS. So what did he talk about in his remarks? John Blum came to us to talk specifically about Medicare. So a lot of times when we talk about CMS, people think that if you're from CMS, that you do Medicare or Medicaid, and that you might know everything about both of them. In reality, it's very siloed. It's Medicare, Medicaid, and then there's Sasayo that addresses the individual market. So when you say someone's coming from CMS, it doesn't necessarily mean that, that they can talk about all of the markets. So John Blum came to speak to us about the Medicare market, and he did discuss the recent Medicare marketing rules, along with some of the data and trends, it is clear that they have a little bit more work to do on a data deep dive. There's a lot of data showing that Medicare beneficiaries are reporting fraud and abuse, or that they're reporting that there is fraudulent activity or not accurate information that's being provided to them when they're in enrollments. 
But the data that's missing is where some of the reporting is coming from and who those beneficiaries are working with. But it was good to hear from John that they do recognize that much of the fraudulent activity is not being done by independent agents and brokers, and they are willing to work with us on ways that we can look at these marketing rules to make sure that we're not creating a situation where agents and brokers are are going to be burdened with so many barriers that they're not going to be able to remain in the market and, and truly help those beneficiaries and, and, and help to protect them from those fraudulent actors. So after John Blum, attendees heard from Jeff Wu, Deputy Director for Policy at Sasaya, which you just mentioned, about the great work that agents and brokers have done in the exchange. So what specifically did Jeff Wu have to say? Well, Dan, speaking of data that we had from the Medicare market here in the individual market, Jeff Wu brought an exciting piece of data to share with us. And that is that agents and brokers enrolled 71% of individuals that were enrolled in the federal marketplace this past year. And that is up from 62% the previous year. And that is up from a little over 50% the year before that. So agents and brokers are just blowing it out of the water when it comes to enrollments in the individual market. And this is important on so many different levels, but it really helps to show the role of the agent and the fact that people who get enrolled and they have a relationship with their agent or broker and they go to their trusted agent every year, they're going to continue to be enrolled and they're going to come back. This was also a year with a record number of enrollments, over 8 million enrollments in the health insurance exchanges overall, and then agents and brokers enrolled about 6.6 million of those. So just record-breaking numbers across the board. It has been a tradition for years for us to have someone from Sasayo, usually the Sasayo director, come and speak to us at this conference. So we were just really excited to have him and to have him share that message. After that, the new president and CEO of the Better Medicare Alliance, Mary Beth Donahue, joined us as well, and she reviewed some valuable Medicare Advantage information. Is that right? That's right. And she focused once again on these Medicare marketing rules and ways that we can protect beneficiaries. The Better Medicare Alliance, similar to NABIP, submits comments on all of the Medicare rules and proposed regulations to make sure that their voice is heard. And they also support a lot of our positions when it comes to working together for COBRA as creditable coverage, working on that Part D, OEP, and observation status. So it's great to have a partner here voicing their support and also really energizing the crowd for the messages that they were going to bring to the Hill. And then our last main stage speaker for Tuesday was Heather Mead from the Alliance to Fight for Healthcare. So what did Heather talk about? So Heather came to talk about one of our really important priorities, which is supporting site-neutral rules to deter location-based gaming of coverage. And we talked a little bit about that on the previous podcast. Really what the issue boils down to is we're unfortunately seeing a ton of consolidation in the provider marketplace, where we've got hospital systems that are going out and buying providers, they're buying independent you know, radiology facilities, and then they're jacking up the prices you know, for certain services at these physician's office and at these radiology facilities just because their name is now on these buildings. And you know, Heather gave a really good example of you can get a, a, a Coke at a convenience store for a dollar, you can get a Coke at a grocery store for three dollars, you get it at like a Ruth's Chris for seven dollars. But if Bruce Chris just slaps their name on the grocery store, slaps their name on the, the convenience store, can't just start charging $7 for a Coke, right? And that's kind of what's happening. 
this consolidation of providers. So she gave us a lot of good insight and a lot of good detail because this was one of our priorities and talking points that some of our members were sort of struggling to articulate. So she gave us some real examples that we could take back to the Hill and really talk through some of the opportunities for savings, you know, if we can get this site neutral rule passed that MedPAC has really been pushing the last couple of years. And we work really closely with Heather Mead with the Alliance to Fight for Healthcare. And this is just one of the issues that we work on. She's a very energetic speaker, great way to end the speakers for the day and to make sure that folks got that deeper dive onto site neutral payments. As as Greg mentioned, it's it's the first time we're going to the Hill with this as a larger group. I've been working on it with our, our staff here and our messaging here in DC, but we were really excited to be able to have everyone coming together and glad that they got this broader base from the information Heather shared before they go to their meetings on the Hill. Now, moving on from the speakers, for those who are not aware, NABIP CEO Janet Troutwine will be stepping down at the end of the year. And there were a few beautiful moments in the conference when Janet was honored. So you guys want to talk a little bit about that? Sure. Monday morning, we when we opened, Greg mentioned the very dramatic reveal of the NABIP name and being able to celebrate our first capital conference as NABIP. And our NABIP president of our board of trustees, Kelly Fristow, and president-elect Eric Kohlsdorf presented Janet with flowers to recognize her work and especially her work that's been done to build this event since she started with with NABIP several years ago. And then Tuesday, Kelly Fristow came back, uh, again, the president of the Board of Trustees, and announced that the board had voted unanimously to rename NABIP's Spirit of Independence Award, the Janet Trotwine Spirit of Independence Award. And so that was very moving and very touching. Janet then came to the stage and presented it to our member, Mike Smith, as the award winner this year for his just tremendous amount of work that he's done, helping us to advocate with the Medicare marketing rules and also working with Medicare agents to to help support NABIP's advocacy on that. And then lastly, we were joined by past president Tom Hart, who's also a past member of our legislative council and current chair of the governance committee. And he gave a beautiful presentation about the work Janet has done specifically on advocacy for health insurance agents and brokers over the past several decades and included pictures of her providing testimony on the Hill to different committee hearings, pictures of her with some of our members of Congress, a few of the different secretaries of HHS from over the years. So it was great to see that visual of her career and influence, but also to hear him speak about her impact on the industry, but on so many of us personally. And then I think at the end of our day, you know, when we had the town hall, it was really cool because typically we have members lined up to ask questions about association business and things like that. And probably 75% of the people that spoke were just speaking to thank Janet, you know, for the work that they had done and how they had impacted them personally. And I thought that was a really special moment that Janet could actually hear from the membership, how much they appreciated all the work that she's done as well. You guys have anything else to say about this year's Capcom before we conclude? I would just like to say a sincere thank you to Marcy and the entire Government Affairs Committee. It's been really interesting from a member perspective to be able to literally see behind the curtain as far as how the Capitol Conference comes together. 
And I don't know that anybody can appreciate the extraordinary amount of work that Marcy and the entire team does to pull off a conference like this. It is remarkable. I just really appreciate the attention to detail, the amazing speakers in a room full of people that were so energized. You know, my heart is just full walking away from Washington, D.C., is being able to be the host of this event. It was just absolutely awesome. And I'm so appreciative to the team for an amazing conference. Thank you, Greg. I really appreciate that. And I definitely couldn't do it without my amazing team. So a big thank you to the Government Affairs Department and everyone on staff at NABIP, especially those that help coordinate with our meeting planner. It's definitely a team effort. So thank you. We appreciate those very kind words. It is now time for the NABIP Healthcare Happy Hour Toast of the Week. So Greg, who are we toasting to this week? Dan, today we are toasting over 600 NABIP members that descended on Washington, D.C. this week to make an impact on our industry, to make an impact on their communities, and to make an impact on our country. Cheers! Thank you for joining us for NABIP's Healthcare Happy Hour, the official podcast of the National Association of Benefits and Insurance Professionals. For more information on NABIP's government affairs efforts or to become a member, visit nabip.org.